Hi, and welcome to the Skift Airline Weekly Lounge. I'm your host, Madhuni Krishnan, editor of Skift Airline Weekly, and I'm joined today by Skift Travel Editor-in-Chief and my boss, Tom Lowry. And we're going to talk today, I'm going to answer all of Tom's questions about Volaris. So, Tom, let's talk. What do you want to know about Volaris? Well, first of all, thanks thanks for having me as part of the podcast, uh, Madhu. Uh, I guess, really, let's say we're, we're sitting... Uh, we're sitting at a bar at a hotel and the conversation turns to Volaris. What can you tell me? Why should I care about Volaris? <laughs> well, Volaris is a really interesting low cost carrier in Mexico. And um, there are a number of reasons it's interesting, but um, probably what stands out to me is who it thinks its competition is. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I talked to Holger Blankenstein, who's the chief com- commercial officer at Volaris. And, you know, I asked him that question, who's your, who are your competitors? And now you would think it would be Aeromexico, Interjet, any number of um, U.S. carriers like Delta or United or American that fly to Mexico. But he said, yeah, those are our competitors. But really, our main focus is on the bus market. Huh. Interesting. And so I asked him to explain. And here's what he told me. So they're... um, The air travel market in Mexico annually is about 46 million passengers or 46 million trips a year. The bus market in Mexico is is about 3 billion trips per year. So the air travel market is about 1.5% of the bus travel market, trip market, on a per trip basis. Now, Volaris is not doesn't see itself competing with, you know, the rattletrap buses you have in your mind. I, I don't know if you've ever taken a, a luxury long distance bus in Mexico, Tom. Have you? I have not. I have not had that pleasure. <laughs> well, they're actually pretty nice. I have. And, you know, they're, they're got comfortable seats. They're, you know, the booking, they leave from nice terminals. The booking experience is pretty easy online and you get on a, a large modern bus with very comfortable seats restrooms and um they even have like bus attendants on some some of the longer trips and with refreshments so you know they're they're pretty nice and in this market there are about a hundred a hundred million trips a year in this luxury long distance travel market that's where Volara sees its competition well, let me let me stop you there for a second and do how many regional airlines sort of look at their competition through this same lens of their main competitors are not other airlines, but either train or bus services. How unusual is it that Volaris sees its competition in this way? Well, that's a good question. You know, it's when you're talking about trains, a lot of the a lot of carriers in Europe and um, Japan and China, for example, see their comp- competitors are train. And even in the U.S., um, the cell um, <clears throat> service between Boston and New York and New York and Washington has kind of. Um, siphon a lot of travel, a lot of um, traffic away from the airlines. Um, I'm sure you remember the old Eastern shuttle like that. that, A lot of that traffic is migrated to the Acela. Buses, though, that's a different story. And Volaris is one of the few carriers I know of that that actually targets this bus market. Um, I think it's a little bit more common in Latin America where um, the rail infrastructure isn't as good. But you know, the, the thing to remember with buses, even no matter how nice they are, um, they're still buses. <laughs> you know? right. um, so what Volaris sees, you know, even with these, this luxury bus market, it's it goes to the past these bus passengers and says, 
look, you know, you're going to be on this bus for 16 hours. We can offer you, we can fly you that same trip in about an hour and a half for less money. And that becomes a much more attractive proposition. So what, give me an example of pricing. What's, give me a, give me a sort of a Valaris route in Mexico and what it might cost in U.S. dollars. Um, okay. So, you know, one of the trips Holger told me about was say like a, a bus from say Mexico City to, to Monterey. It's many, many hours. Um, <clears throat> and the same trip on Valaris might be under an hour and would be, or about an hour and would cost like, this roughly the same. So under a hundred dollars. Now the pricing is a little variable because, you know, there's promotions, both buses and trains have promotions, but that trip can both can be accomplished both on the bus and on the train for about, or on the aircraft for under a hundred bucks. And, you know, the travel time is obviously like a fraction on the aircraft. But what, you know, one of the things that's interesting here though, Tom, is that Volaris, um, it, you know, a lot of the bu- people who normally take the bus in Mexico have never flown before. And it's a perception in a lot of Latin America, well, a lot of countries, but particularly in Latin America, that flying is for the well-off. So right. even though there, you know, people are willing to pay, say, a hundred bucks to go sixteen hours on a bus, they may not think that there's even the option to fly for, say, eighty-five bucks for an hour. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Valaris has actually done some pretty guerrilla um, <laughs> tactics to get. To attract uh, bus passengers, they've they've gone to have um, they set up little key- ticket kiosks and and bus terminals and <laughs> have gotten chased out. There's you could go you could Google it. There's pretty funny vid- footage of <laughs> Volaris employees being chased out of a bus terminal. Um, but you know th- this is the kind of thing they have to do to educate first time flyers that flying is an option. So here's here's my question: how how successful? I mean, what's the What's the uh, bottom line look like at Valaris? How, you know, in terms of some key metrics that you look at in terms of airline performance? Well, really well. They had an excellent uh, third quarter with an 18% operating margin. Uh, yeah, that, that's an extraordinarily high operating margin for, um, for an airline. Um, <clears throat> so they're doing really well. And, uh, and you know, they've, they've got an interesting route structure. As well, I mean, they they don't really focus on a lot of what a lot of carriers focus on is, you know, which is bringing tourists from North America to to the beach destinations, Mexico. They really, really home home in on um, on what they call VFR traffic, so flying Mexicans and Mexican Americans in the U.S. to Mexico and connecting, you know. VFR visiting friends and family within Mexico. So they, they don't really pay much attention to business if it travel, if it's or let or sort of beach vacation travel. It's an interesting carrier. What about uh, some of the turmoil in Latin America and the refugees and all that, you know, that we've been reading about? Is there, have they been able to sort of, uh, how has that affected their business? I guess. Yeah. You question. know, I asked Holger that I asked him two que- that question itself. And I asked him, um, about uh, the U.S., you know, sort of trade tensions between the U.S. and Mexico. And he said so far, you know, they're they're watching it. So far, it's not affected their their business. Their business is really, as I said, focused on connecting friends and families. So it's not really the corporate traveler and it's not, um, say, you know, there's been a lot of stories in the news, Tom, as you know, about um, 
violence in Mexico that has scared away um, travelers from the U.S. They, Volars doesn't pay attention to that traffic, or they do, but they're focused really on this visiting friends and family. Given some of the what you what you're describing as a pretty successful business model, has there been any approaches by larger airlines about partnerships or even an outright well, acquisition? Uh, not so much in the acquisition front. I mean, there I'm sure carriers have sniffed around, but uh, Volara, uh, Indigo, which owns Frontier and has stakes in Wizz Air in Europe and um, JetSmart in Chile. Um, owns a large stake in, in Volaris. So it's kind of this part of the Indigo family of carriers. And recently Volaris had um, announced a tie up with its sort of sister carrier here, Frontier, which allows more seamless travel between the U.S. and Mexico. Um, and Volaris, you know, has, hasn't really, um, has expanded to Central America, but it's taking things kind of slowly. So it hasn't really been the same sort of acquisition target as um some of the larger Latin American carriers. Any talk of doing international routes? Or yeah, yeah. Well, they do fly Mexico? several routes to the U.S. Um, they um, they fly routes from Mexico south to Central America. Um, they do operate, you know, they operate um, Airbus, an Airbus fleet, which is limited in its range, so they can't go too much farther beyond Central America with the equipment they have, nor... Um, you know, I don't believe they serve Canada. I talked, asked Holger about that. He said they're always looking into it, but you know, they're focused in North America. They're really focused on areas with large Mexican and Mexican American populations. In fact, he told me a funny story. He said, uh, when they launched their Chicago, Mexico route, they, they marketed it in a really interesting way. He said they went, they didn't really advertise, um, but they went, they sent employees into restaurant kitchens in Chicago, where there are large, you know, large percentage of uh, Mexicans or Mexican Americans work in the hospitality and the restaurant industry. Um, so they, they sent employees into kitchens to say, to get offer vouchers and, ha- you know, have raffles and, and spread the word about uh, this new service to Mexico in the immigrant community, um, which I thought was a pretty interesting way to get the word out. It's unusual in the airline industry. It certainly sounds like they're just, you know, their model is an affirmation of the, you know, the democratization of, of flight and airlines. Is there any, is there anything in your mind that other regional airlines can learn from the Volaris model, either on the marketing front or on routes? Um, anything that we can take uh, that others oh, absolutely. can take and, uh, away you from You hit Volaris? the nail on the head. They really are focused on democratizing air travel and bringing it to the masses. Um, one thing that they do that um, is interesting, it's not really done here in the States and not um, very common elsewhere in the world, is they uh, they recognize a lot of their flyers may be underbanked or you know not have access to the formal banking industry or uh, credit cards. So they offer payment at uh, at convenience stores and and Walmart, so you can you know book your ticket. And a lot of most Mexicans um, uh, access the internet from their smartphones, so you can book a ticket on your on the Volaris website on your phone and go to Walmart or several uh, you know fifteen thousand convenience stores in Mexico and pay cash, or you can even pay it sort of as a layaway. You can pay um, pay your ticket over eighteen months. So that that's kind of innovative, and that's a real way that they're getting at this sort of underbanked first-time flyer market and a lesson I think that can be replicated elsewhere. 
Were there any surprises? Uh, I know you've covered the industry for such a long time. Were there any surprises from your interview um, that kind of stood yeah, out? Yeah, I mean, that the, surprised the, you that they, you know, I asked when I asked about competition. I usually when I ask an airline executive that they, you know, if you ask Lufthansa in 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 Europe, they'll say, "Oh, British Airways or or Wizz Air or Ryanair." That he just said, no, we don't really pay it. We pay attention to them, but we're really focused on buses. That was unusual. <laughs> and that, that was a first for me after, you know, 20 years in this industry. Incredible. Well, listen, I can't wait to read your story. <laughs> well, thanks for week. taking the time, Tom, to join us on the uh, Airline Weekly Lounge. And Fantastic. Thanks, I look forward to reading Bye. it. Thanks, Madhu.